Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How is your March going? How are things? Just a reminder, Sunday, daylight savings time happens. So if you still have a uh, a device that isn't a smart device, uh, it's spring forward. So ahead. There you go. Um, this week we will have uh, a shorter show. Kind of. We will see where it takes us. Uh, but uh, the Maryland Black Bears were in action at home. Team Maryland had their final uh, regular season game before playoffs, which usually playoffs happens after the regular season. Navy's women had a tune-up game before Nationals uh, starting next Tuesday. And Navy's men uh, get ready for their national bid on Thursday, as well as some awards for the Stevenson D3 program. But we first uh, start on a very somber note. As the Maryland hockey community lost a uh, valuable mentor and a valuable coach to circumstances as uh, Chris Saransky, the uh, head coach of the Team Maryland, uh, I think it was U18 AAA team, uh, passed away on Thursday or on Friday. Uh, he had an incident at the at the rink on Thursday and was taken to hospital. But then on Friday, he succumbed to that uh to that and he leaves behind uh, his wife Samantha and his parents Steve and Kelly um, 15 plus years in, uh, in in hockey as a coach and a mentor with Team Maryland for the past six he worked with uh, the Youngstown Phantoms with the uh, Maryland Black Bears with the Cooley Region Show um, with the Wichita Falls Wildcats um, it's a very good mind uh, in hockey and uh, he will be greatly missed uh, in the Maryland hockey community, he, you know, he mentored such players as Don Bassey, who is playing for Colorado College, Bryce Montgomery, who is in uh, the OHL now with London, um, Dimitri Kibrew and Miles Gunty, both of uh, the Black Bears, uh, Quinn Kennedy, also who is uh, was of the Black Bears now of Youngstown, just a lot of alumni um, that have gone through uh, and and interacted with uh, Coach Saransky in this one. So a, uh, a very big loss to the Maryland community, uh, the hockey community, and for a lot of these kids, a, a mentor on and off the ice for them uh, moving forward. There is a GoFundMe set up um, for Coach Saransky uh, that is uh, halfway to its uh, donation goal to cover costs for medical and uh, and uh, hospital bills and other medical expenses and such. So if you feel the the uh, the if you have the means to donate, I would definitely suggest that you do. Uh, and it's uh, uh, just Chris Saransky, C E R A N S K Y. If you go to GoFundMe.com, so a uh, a very somber note to start out on, but um, an impactful person in Maryland hockey, and he will uh, most definitely uh, be missed. In honor of Coach Saransky, uh, the Maryland Black Bears started uh, a Team Maryland line uh, for Friday and Saturday's game with uh, Jesse Horacek, Dimitri Kibrew, and Miles Gunty up front, and Sean Kilcullen playing defense on the back end. Another DMV player, Kevin Scott, on the right side. Um, so it was a very, uh, very emotional game on Friday night, and Maryland came through, and, and the Black Bears were able to you know, do what they do 
get on things early. It hadn't been the it hadn't been the greatest trajectories for the Black Bears in recent weeks, but they got on Danbury early and often as they win Friday by a score of five to two. Maryland really getting on to uh, Danbury early, using their offense, trying to build some kind of momentum going, and it worked. Six oh nine into the game, Tyler Young gets the first goal. Um, really a, a great play by Jacob Brockman, who had a stellar night on Friday night, just patiently holding off, holding off, holding off, waiting to draw the goaltender, uh, Marino Ramirez, uh, it, you know, just out of position, almost put a half shot on Tyler Young on the in the crease, taps it in his ninth of the year, Brockman's 16th assist, and Matthew, Matthew Davies with his 15th assist on the season. And boy, howdy, it wasn't for, it wasn't but 30, uh, 38 seconds later, Maryland strikes again. Jack Planchette, who has been tremendous since coming over from Wichita Falls, he notches his 10th of the year, keeping the pressure on for Maryland in the zone. Uh, just, just great offensive zone presence in this early going. Blanchett found the uh, found a nice little puck, uh, a nice little puck from Jacob Brockman again. Potsoma's tenth, Brockman's seventeenth assist. Ryan Bottrell on the board with his thirty eighth assist of the season. Maryland continued to put the pressure on in a big way. They were making sure that they they didn't take the foot off the gas in this one. Really, uh, really putting you know really Danbury has been going to this game down uh, nine games down and. You know, next thing you know, uh, they're on their heels. Maryland striking again late in the period this time. Dimitri Kibru, one of those team Maryland alum, he pots his seventh of the year off a nice little uh, deflection from a Kevin Scott pass. That's Kibru's seventh of the year. Kevin Scott's tenth assist of the uh, year. And Connor Bennett getting a third assist in this one. And then, hey, 20 seconds later, hey, Pop, why not? Laker Aldridge on a wonderful 2-1-1 with Elliot LaRoe. Puts it home, his 12th of the season for Aldrich. Elliot LaRoe, his 15th assist. And Sean Kilcullen getting his 18th assist, who's quietly putting together a great season on the back end, is uh, Sean Kilcullen. And Elliot LaRoe, too, like he has been just solid uh, the second half of the season. He has been uh, the intangibles and also creating a lot of offense for this team as well. That's where we went after the first period. Second period, a little dicey. A little dicey. Uh, first on the power play, a uh, miscue, 336 in uh, for Maryland on the PK. Kevin Scott just tries to rip one clear, takes a weird hop in front, uh, bounces off Gabe Dombrowski, and goes in the net past Michael Morelli. Uh, that's Dombrowski's 18th of the season on the power play, cuts the lead to 4-1 for Maryland. Uh, Maryland trying to get things going. They have uh, felt the frustration in this one. Uh, and then as much as they are buzzing, somehow, again, it seems a uh, forward gets behind the defense. And that's what happened on this one as Luka Sukovic, uh pots his eighth of the year, getting behind the defense on a breakaway, beating Morelli. And it's now 4-2. to two. That's about when the silly stuff started as uh, Hunter Young with a – Big charge, like 41 seconds later, a big charge on Jesse Horacek. Luckily, Jesse Horacek, uh, fine afterwards. But he, uh, Hunter Young's thing sets off something that had been brewing a little bit. There was a little bit of bad blood there. And then uh, next thing you know, guys are tussling. Connor Bennett's got two guys um, to wrangle. And then you know, I, I see in the corner of my eye on my TV screen, here comes uh, Marino uh, Ramirez 
coming up the ice. I don't know what he's doing. It's capturing the puck or something. Looks like him and Michael Morelli are going to go, and we got a goalie fight, ladies and gentlemen. And Michael Morelli got the first couple of blows in, <laughs> taking Ramirez down, pummeling him a couple times, getting him down again, pummeling him a couple more times, getting the jersey off, and then Ramirez gets his wits about him, takes it to Morelli. His jersey's over top. We got goalie fights. We got things in action. Good times for all. Friday night's all right for fighting in this one. As, uh, yeah, we got ourselves a goalie fight, something I don't think I've seen uh, in a live game in a while. So uh, congratulations on that. Morelli and Ramirez were both tossed. Hunter Young was tossed. Aiden Bruich got a five-minute fighting major against Hunter Young. So that was interesting. And, and Morelli and Ramirez were also suspended for the next game because the NHL is like, what, come on, goalies fighting? Stop it. Enough of you. That after all settled down, Maryland uh, was going at it again. They were starting to create more offense uh, in this. And then uh, Ryan Bottrell notches his 15th goal of the season. As Jacob Brockman again creating offense, pickpocket, puts it over to Bottrell into the net. Uh, Bottrell then jaw jacks the Danbury hat tricks as Maryland is up three again. Uh, Bottrell's 15th, Brockman's 18th assist. Miles Gunty on the secondary uh, with his eighth of the year. A minute 40 into the third period, they're playing the feud again. Laker Aldridge getting up, uh, all up in arms with Hunter McCurdy. Uh, a nice little tussle there between the two, uh, I would say, Bantamweights. I don't know what weight class it is. I don't know boxing, folks. Um, all, everything I've learned is from uh, from uh, Fight Night Round 2. Uh, it's terrible. In any case, uh, a little bit of bad blood in this uh, towards the end of it. Uh, not a lot of shots in the third period. Uh, but uh, next thing you know, Maryland was able to get the win. They secured the win. They kept Danbury at bay uh, after that big rush, uh, and uh, there we go, 5-2 to two, the victory. Mike Morelli gets the win in this one, even though he played just over half a game, eight saves out of ten shots. Luca DePasco came in after the fight, eight for eight for him as he cleans up the uh, the work there. So Maryland uh, going up, uh, trying to go for the sweep in this one, and man, I am I am flabbergasted at this uh, at this one. This Saturday game was quite interesting. As as Danbury got off to a really big start, knowing that their backs were against the wall, they've lost nine game. Uh, yeah, they've lost nine game or ten games. Lost a lot of games going into this one, so they knew they had to pressure things a lot, and uh, pressure they did. Uh, they put the offensive zone there, and then shot from the point gets tipped in front. That goes to Robert Hyde late in the first period, his seventh of the season. Uh, with only 3.32 remaining in the first. It's one nothing for the uh, junior hat tricks in this. Maryland trying to push back, trying to get things going, um, but a lot of re-entry points in the power play haven't been going that great. So Maryland gets a power play, not necessarily... Uh, you know, they got things going in the second half of the power play in that first period, or in the second period, uh, but nothing, uh, nothing to show for it in the end. Uh, but, uh, you know, here we are. They did get some shots on there, but nothing happened there. Only two penalties in this entire game, and there could have been seven or eight because the refs really let them play almost to the point where it's just like if something erupts, then it's pretty much the refs not managing the game properly. But, you know, luckily it didn't. Luckily, thing, cooler heads prevailed, and, uh, you know, we, we move on from there. However, an issue... For the uh, the Black Bears in the second period, 
Luca DePasco enjoys handling the puck, and uh, this one did not go his way this time. He gets pickpocketed by uh, Boris Skalos, and uh, he puts his 10th of the year into the net, and that makes it 2 to nothing, Danbury. The third period was all Black Bears. Um, it was 24-1 to were the shots. Maryland outshot Danbury in the third against their entire total for the game. But still, nothing going through. Connor McDonough was a wall in net. He, um, and I think it didn't help that Maryland didn't get a lot of traffic in front until towards the end of the game when things starting to get uh, a little bit spectacular there. But Maryland just putting on the pressure, just just weaving in and out, doing their best, but nothing doing in the scoreboard until 102 remaining. The captain puts it on his back, gets uh, with the extra attacker, gets a lovely pass from Sean Kilcullen. Uh, pump fakes, wristed home for his eighth of the year. Uh, Sean Kilcullen, his 19th. Aiden McDowell, his uh, eighth of the season. McDowell has had a great couple of weeks here. I think he's been... Uh, uh, doing really well. So I'd say since his commitment, he has played spectacular and really uh, uh, cemented himself in the lineup. And he gets he had a couple of good keeps in this sequence here and was able to keep the puck in the zone uh, previous to that in during the game. So uh, I think McDowell uh, deserves credit for the intangibles there. However, even though they were pressing at the end, Maryland could not get the equalizer uh, in the last minute and two, and Danbury breaks their losing streak. By a final of two to one, Luca DePasco makes 15 saves in the defeat, and Maryland now has to look ahead to this one. They had a, a prime opportunity to possibly sweep the hat tricks who had been reeling, and that did not happen. Uh, I would say, I would venture to say that I think the first they sandwiched their game really well. The first period uh, in Friday's game and the, and the third period in uh, Saturday's game were really good periods. The middle parts. You know, uh, some some issues here and there with defensive zone coverage, some t- turnovers here and there. Lot, not a lot of communication in the neutral zone, I, I didn't think. I think a lot of things got messed up. Uh, a lot of guys running into each other. A lot of guys not knowing who to leave the puck to when they're drop passing. Uh, it, was, it was a situation. And that just comes with time. You know, you get hyped up. A lot of emotions running things happen. So... Uh, Maryland now welcomes Jamestown in. Jamestown uh, had themselves a interesting week. I, don't, I think they got swept by New Jersey, if I'm not, if, if memory serves. Um, and it does. And Jamestown now in uh, fifth place. The Rebels are in fifth place there. Uh, seven points behind the Black Bears, who are tied for second, but do get the nod for wins and regulation. They have 23 wins and regulation. Johnstown, who is in third, has 22. So, we got that going for us, but Maryland needs these wins. This is their last home series for a month coming up here, and uh, they need to get these wins before they head out on the road, although they've been uh, a fairly better road team. But four weeks straight of road games before you come back home to end the season, kind of kind of rough. Only won three in their last ten. So, uh, a good start for Maryland, and but now they have their backs up against the wall a little bit. You know, pressure coming from all kinds of angles. So we will see what happens against Jamestown this coming week. You can catch all the action if you can't get to the rink. And if you can, tickets.marylandblackbears.com. And then, if you can't, like me, hockeytv.com. You can go there, check it out. The game's there. Alex Utano with the call. 
that's a lovely call of a game, I must say. So uh, listen in. It's good. It's good for you. It's good for your soul, everybody. Team Maryland had their final tune-up, uh, their final regular season game, which was a tune-up to the playoffs uh, against the Philadelphia Little Flyers. A foreshadowing of what is to come in the playoffs, as these two teams will face off in a best of three coming up here. Uh, Maryland get off to a good start early in the game. Uh, they really offensively kind of held the pressure for the first 40 minutes, although the end result after those 40 minutes didn't go that well. But they they held they held serve a lot better than they have in past weeks. They get off to an early lead to Josh Danielowski uh, with an even strength goal. Luke Richards with the assist, making it one nothing, uh, 10-19 into the first period. Uh, and then they had to go ahead and just stave off a little bit of the Philadelphia Little Flyers, but yet uh, nothing to go past uh, that one nothing score line to start. In the second period, Team Maryland comes out firing early goal. Four minutes in, Patrick Doyle puts him up two to nothing. Aiden Zembrowski and Jack Wren on the assist. Uh, and Team Maryland just firing in all cylinders, just putting shots and shots and shots on net. Obviously, 2 nothing is a great scoreline for that. But then the Philadelphia Little Flyers come back in big succession. Uh, Tyler Hissong with two goals in 14 seconds. First, uh, you know, just going in, ripping one. There it is, even strength. Then, like I said, 14 seconds later, right off the draw, taking it back up, whipping it in, tie, game, and that one. Five minutes remaining in the uh, in the period. We got ourselves a tripping call from Jack Wren trying to catch up with Adam Buvez and did not happen on that. Buvez gets a penalty shot, and he scores 3-2. to two. Philadelphia Little Flyers. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Maryland squanders that 2 to nothing lead, and then Philadelphia just putting the pressure on in the third period. Tighten the screws a little bit. 12 shots to 9. Uh, Colin Burke doing the best he can in this one. Maryland, two players short uh, as opposed to what Philadelphia was able to bring out there. So the tiredness just could not uh, match up, it seemed, as uh, Kobe Howitt ends it with 13 seconds left. Empty net goal. 4-2 to two is the final in this one. Team Maryland uh, goes down in defeat. Uh, Colin Burke with th- uh, 29 saves in this one here. So uh, Maryland will take on the Philadelphia Little Flyers uh, as uh, they will face off against each other. Philadelphia uh, winners of their last six, 9-1-0 and in their last 10. Team Maryland dropping their last six, 3-7-0 and in their last 10. So two teams going in a bit of different directions, but we will see how this all shakes out. And um, it starts on Thursday at uh, at team at Maryland. I almost said at team Maryland at Piney Orchard. Noon time start on Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's a best of three set, so these teams are going to have to uh, figure uh, get get things going quick. Friday, four fifteen game back up in Delco, the Delaware County area, Aston, Pennsylvania, and then if necessary. Uh, we will have ourselves a Monday game to uh, settle the score in that. So, uh, all coverage on Hockey TV. If you want to go down to Piney Orchard Thursday at noon, you can. It's free admission. Go see Team Maryland. Root the boys on. Hopefully this won't be their last home game of the season. Uh, so, uh, go ahead, cheer them on. Get them energized as they go to, to Philadelphia, where they played well this year. They have played very well in Philadelphia, in Aston, against the uh, Little Flyers. So, 
anything can happen in this one. So go and root your team on, and uh, we will have the report here uh, afterwards. And again, my uh, hockey TV has all the coverage if you cannot get to uh, the rink on Thursday. If you can just watch watch from your uh, office cubicle, which I, I might be doing as well. Who's to say? Navy's women, they have not played in a while, so they needed a tune-up as they get prepared for next Tuesday and their uh, nationals starting. So they went on and took the num- took on the number one seed in the Northeast uh, Division, Northeastern, the Huskies. And uh, Navy just putting on a show in this one. Uh, they were uh, they were showing why they're number one in the Southeast and why they might be a force to be reckoned with here in the uh, in the Nationals. Because man, oh man, Ashevitz, did they uh, did they have themselves a nice little game? Now the score won't dictate that. Navy wins one to nothing. But they put a lot of pressure on towards the end of the second period. They were making things happen. And then next thing you know, boom. Christina Cornelio with a uh, another goal on her fantastic season. And that's all they needed. Julia Chenoweth with a great shutout, her 11th of the season. And that's all she wrote in this tune-up game. As, uh, yeah, Navy goes into Nationals with a victory. And they're no worse for wear for it there. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome time for the uh, the women here in Nationals. Uh, the Southeast will have Navy, Delaware, Rowan, Pittsburgh, and Villanova in this. The West will have uh, uh, Asabone, uh, Dakota College, and North Dakota State. Central Lake Superior State, who has been just, you know, world beaters in the Central Division. Sioux College, Adrian College, Northern Michigan, and the Northeast, Northeastern, Boston College, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Navy will take on Pittsburgh, uh, on uh, Tuesday, 10.30 a.m. start. They are the number one seed out of the southeast. So uh, we will have to see how that shakes down from there. Uh, it's a round robin, apparently. So they will take on uh, they will take on Adrian College on Wednesday at 10.30 uh, Central Time, so 11.30 East. And then they will take on Dakota, uh, Dakota College Botano in, uh, on Thursday. For that, that's kind of a weird, weird uh, table. But whatever. I mean, who am I to say? I don't know how these tables should work. Who? who I don't know. In any case, there you go. Uh, that is the table for that. For the men, uh, the men's brackets are ready to go. Rip roaring, and here we are. Uh, the Naval Academy men will start off against Pittsburgh like we've mentioned before they were swept by Pittsburgh earlier in the year with a very depleted roster but now they are firing on all, all cylinders 12 game win streak coming in so there is a lot to play for for this navy team the winner of that will play UNLV the uh, the uh, ru- the running are they still the rebels i don't think they are but if they are whatever UNLV will be the next up and then uh, the winner of Illinois and Liberty 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 so, a lot to look forward to on this one, especially this week. Uh, Thursday game is at, uh, what do we got? First game of the entire set, 10-15 Central Time, 11-15 in the East. On Hockey TV, you can get all the broadcasts of both the men's and women's all on Hockey TV. Good times, great memories for that. So, uh, make sure you don't miss it. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, as Navy, really, as the last seed in the D1, not getting the respect that they need. They are uh, they are hell-bent, 
hell bent ready to go. So uh, let's uh, let's get going. Let's go Navy, both sides. Let's go. We got this. I don't know why I say we. I I haven't done I haven't done anything. I just sit here and commentate about it. So I'm not going. You guys go. I've you know you guys. I catch. I'll catch up. I'll catch up later. You guys go ahead. I got yeah. I got a thing back here and um to get out of this awkward exchange. Let's get to some Stevenson University. Uh, let's go back to NCAA, uh, and uh, we'll get to uh, some awards as uh, both men's and women for Stevenson taking home a lot of MAC awards here. Um, Ryan Kenny, he gets Defensive Player of the Year. No no doubt about that one. He was uh, just a huge contributor, and I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it here. I think he's getting better every year, in all honesty. I think that he has gotten better as this as his career has gone on, I think he has played spectacular. I mean, this year, 18 wins, six losses, and one tie. Um, last year, 11-2-1 with the shortened season. Year before, 14-6-2 as a first year. So, I mean, he is just getting better. His his stats are, are getting better. Uh, I think that he is he has been tremendous, a tremendous addition for this uh, hockey club. Here, not only that, he was UCHC goalie of the year. Another another award for him, as of course he has a hell of a season: two three nine goals against, nine twenty five save percentage. His record all time: forty three fifteen and four at Stevenson. Set the all time career save mark in early February, so he gets two trophies that way. Also named to the first team of the MAC, along with uh, fellow uh, Stevenson Mustang. Ryan Patrick, the captain, who uh, signed a deal this uh, this past uh, last week, I think it was. I think we mentioned it last week. So got that going for him. Ryan Patrick, another a great career, uh, a great year for him, as he uh, from from Morgantown, West Virginia, had a hell of a season. Set a career mark in goals for a single season with ten, had sixteen assists, twenty six points overall. Uh, 87 points throughout his career. Big setups there. 63 assists, assist, 24 goals in his career. So he gets first team honors there. Uh, Frank Vitucci uh, and Blake Coleman, as well as Aiden Graham, all got second team honors uh, for their work. Vitucci comes from the University of Alabama Huntsville. So he is uh, dro- he dropped down from D1 after that program uh, shuttered down. In D1, 12 goals, 7 assists, including 3 power play goals and 2 shorthanded goals for Batucci. He came on very late uh, in the season as well. He heard his name called a lot uh, for that. Uh, Blake Coleman Blake Coleman had a great uh, great second year for himself. 10 points, 2 goals, 8 assists on the season, a plus 8 after a, a solid season last year as a first year. 13 points in 15 games last season. Uh didn't contribute as much on the power play as many thought he would, but that's fine. You alter your game, and he did a hell of a job back there on the blue line uh, to uh, help substantiate the uh, the uh, the defense for the Stevenson Mustangs. Aiden Graham, another great defenseman back there in his first year out of Orilla, Ontario, uh, had himself a great one. He uh, two goals, eight assists, kind of mimicking what. Uh, what uh, Coleman had there, but uh, Graham, a great first year for him. One power play goal as well. 
So a, a lot of a lot of good work by these underclassmen for the men's roster to uh, to really look ahead to this kind of future just turning turning over great uh, great classes just turning over to other great classes and to other great classes. So we got uh, got a, a, a bright shining future to look forward to definitely for the uh, for the Mustang men on the women's side of things. Tori Emoff, she gets recognized on a big, big scale as she was named MAC Coach of the Year. Uh, 500 record this year for the uh, for the Mustangs overall, but an 8-1-1 league play record, and that's where it all counts. Uh, her second Coach of the Year honors, uh, so and only her third season. So you can't tell me that she has not made an impact on this program to get something like that. So... Uh, a great honor for her. Uh, and then the, the players. Trent Barkless named Offensive Player of the Year in the MAC. Back-to-back years for her to do that. Uh, she, uh, another solid season, 14 goals, 9 assists in 22 games played. Uh, all uh, Setting a record or setting a career high for goals in a season with 14 as she finished her fifth year. Uh, with a plus three and two goals on the power play, as well as three game-winning goals, giving her 11 on her career as a Mustang as she moves onward and upward. Nikki Kendrick was named to the MAC All-Conference second team, 13 points, six goals, and uh, seven assists, three power play goals, and a shorthanded as well as a game winner for Nikki Kendrick in her uh, final season with the uh, with the Stangs. So uh, congratulations to her. Ashlyn Bray uh, on the second team as well. Four points, power play goal, empty net goal. 32 blocks on the season from the Esther Alaska native uh, on defense. She has been a terror back there on the blue line and in the, her own defensive zone. Um, so I think that you know, she will be entering her final season next year, uh, possibly. Depends on what she does with her COVID year as well. But she has been tremendous coming uh, coming on strong. And really, again, the intangibles. We mentioned it with other players. Her intangibles being uh, a shot-blocking defenseman is something that uh, a lot of people, a lot of schools would want. And Stevenson is glad to have her, I'm sure. So a, a good recognition for her on the second team, and also honorable mention to Carly Aguirre, who had uh, 15 points, 6 goals, 9 assists, power play goal, and uh, 72 shots on the year. Uh, she also helped Puerto Rico win the uh, the Latam Cup in Coral Springs, Florida, earlier this year. As, uh, yeah, she went down to Florida, uh, part of Team Puerto Rico, played Chile, Lebanon, Mexico, and uh, Colombia. Uh, so that was uh, a pretty awesome year for her, I think, overall, to represent her nation and then to uh, represent her school in a big way uh, and getting the honorable mention honors as well. So congrats to her uh, and congrats to the rest of the team. Again, another uh, another big season for this women's team who has been uh, very solid. They had a great second half of the season. Uh, it was. It didn't end the way they wanted it to. But again, building blocks from here. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of ground to cover. Barkless gone. I believe Kendrick is gone. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this how this team ha- how this team works out for next season. But you know these 
it's it's always good. Tori Emoff is always good at recruiting talent and making sure all the pieces fit. So I have no doubt that this squad is going to be able to uh, uh, do well in whatever in whatever form they fit in. And then we'll have to see what next year brings for them. Let's get to some players. How about that, huh? Get on that, folks. I don't know what that means. Um, in any case, uh, Sam Annis starts us off. He had a uh, another wonderful week for himself as uh, he continues his hot streak in a huge way. <laughs> Saturday night, or Friday night rather, a uh, one goal, one assist effort in the overtime victory against the Hershey Bears. And then next night, Saturday night, the lone goal in Springfield's 5-1 loss over Providence. And then on Monday night, an assist in the uh, win against the Laval Rockets. So Sam Annis turning some heads, as he usually does with this uh, this blitz here at the end. 14 goals, 29 assists so far this season. And, uh, you know, big wheels keep on churning, churning, uh, and all that other stuff. Julia Blitz from RPI. Their season, I do believe, is over as uh, they did not get an at-large bid as far as I know. Um, of course, record-keeping has not been great for RPI. Uh, I went to check their stats. They have only individual stats uh, up to December, I do believe, which is lame. But according to Elite Prospects, uh, she had four goals, six assists for 10 points in her second year, I do believe. Technically a junior, but they didn't play it all last year, so... Again, you get that COVID year. So a solid uh, build on her sophomore season after her first year where it wasn't too great for her. Um, just only uh, two goals and three points on the season. But a, uh, a good bounce back in her second year and then building off of that uh, going into a third year. Uh, so congratulations to her on a, on a solid season overall. Patrick Giles went off on Saturday night. Uh, at UMass, two goals and an assist in a 4-3 victory over UMass Amherst, uh, the defending, reigning NCAA champions. And uh, they'll go into the Hockey East playoffs uh, on a three-game win streak, BC has. And they had uh, they had a bit of a downslope there, but now they're coming up. And Adam Giles, uh, 15 goals, seven assists in his fourth season with Boston College. Stephen Halliday kept things rolling for himself. Uh, on uh, Friday night, with a uh, one-goal effort against uh, the University, uh, the University United States Development Program, then an assist on Saturday and against the same team, and on Sunday two assists in an overtime victory as Dubuque, uh, the Fighting Saints, win three in a row and are on a five-game win streak. Holiday currently at uh, 26 goals and 44 assists in only 47 games, so a big marker for him and uh, what he's been doing in Dubuque. Johnny Molero, welcome back to the program as he uh, gets some time uh, for the main Black Bears and getting himself an assist in a big 8-1 victory that they had uh, this past Saturday. That's his third assist of the season for the Rockville, Maryland native. So good to see him back on the board here. Jarrett Rosberg potted a goal on Friday night in a shootout loss to uh, Milwaukee that puts him at four on the three on the season, 11 points on the year for the uh, defenseman. George Vinakis finishing out another year at Curry College, uh, or his first year rather at Curry College, 11 assists on the season, 
as uh, the 22-year-old Abington, Maryland native uh, gets getting things done there in his first season at uh, D3. So congrats to him on a, uh, a successful first year in college hockey. And Randazzo had a rough outing on Friday night as uh, he drops uh, one 7-4 against the Chicago Steel. 25 saves in that one. Did not play on Sunday. Currently sitting at uh, 11-15-2. 358 goals against. 9-892 save percentage there. And his uh, former running mate, not necessarily. I don't know. Takis was gone by then. But uh, Andrew Takis... Boy, boy, uh, another stellar performance on the weekend. Five, uh, five to one victory on Friday night. Thirty-one saves in that one, and then a perfect twenty-six for twenty-six against Jamestown. He puts his record to twenty-six, five and two, two thirty-five goals against, nine twenty-two save percentage, and three shutouts on the year. Boy, I'm not not for nothing. I think that time up in Chicago. Uh, I think I've said it before, but I think that time in Chicago in the USHL helped him a whole hell of a lot last year and kind of turned him around, I think. Uh, I'm sure some off-ice stuff did too, uh, just with his training and stuff. I don't know for sure, but I think a trip to the USHL you know, definitely definitely helped him a lot. And then going to Amarillo and having a great season, a shortened season there was solid for him. So um, as much as he's a rival now, and I hate to see him in those in, in the other end, uh, a great uh, a great story for him coming back in a big way the past two seasons uh, for himself. So we'll end it there. Uh, that's it. That's all. We will uh, talk next week about the Black Bears against Jamestown. We'll talk about Team Maryland's playoffs. And then we'll talk natties. We'll talk the Nationals, hon, as the, uh, the Navies, they go into action. Men on Thursday, women next Tuesday. Get prepared, get ready, get hyped up. If you can, watch, go to Hockey TV, and it'll be a great time. So that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. It's been uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week on the uh, Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. Um, on the socials, Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and also FOHS Radio for pictures of the Black Bears games on Facebook on that. So that's it. That's all. Uh, you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next time through. Peace.